Hello, I'm Bloody Porcelain, and I'll be play playing Lady Eloise Beaufort. Hello, I'm Bookkeeper, and I'll be playing Colonel Thomas Campbell. Hello, I am Legacy, and I'll be playing Lady Catherine Beaufort. Hello, I'm Overthinker, and I'll be playing Mr. John Fielding. And welcome, everybody. I'm Grizz, and I'll be your facilitator for the evening. How are we doing, players? Doing well. Pretty good. Good, 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 good. Great. Great, 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 great. Okay. Uh, so we left off with some drama, but a few weeks have passed since uh, our last incident. But the incident, well, kind of was an incident, party, whatever you want to call it. It's drama. It's everywhere. And the result of that drama are letters. Um, our last session went a little long, uh, and we just kept on going and going. But as a result of that, uh, part of the Good Society um, uh, flow of play is sending out letters to player characters and PC NPCs for them to respond to as well. Um, so we're going to open this session with a series of letters going out uh, that we couldn't get to last time. So forgive us for that, but the drama was just too good. There was too much tea, and that's how it goes. So... Uh, we are going to start with uh, the good Mr. John Fielding, played by Overthinker. Excellent. Thank you. I am totally prepared for this. Oh, good. Glad to hear it. Uh, first letter, written probably a few days after the party. Uh, John met with met with his business partner. go James uh, James Masters and discuss the potentials of uh, a deal with Lord Fosley after which I wrote him a letter Lord Fosley I first must thank you for your interest and patronage of my esteemed colleague Mr. Masters is elated at the potential advancement and I confess my interest is piqued I hope we can discuss such business in due time and perhaps find an arrangement of mutual benefit to professional companionship. To the matter of my relationship with Miss Eloise Beaufort, I have taken your words under advisement, but I have claimed my success by gambling little and pursuing that which seems most likely to succeed. This quality has led to what success you now see, and it inclines me to place my faith in it once again. I hope to see you soon in the company of our mutual acquaintance, and you are welcome to, and you are welcome indeed to visit me in London should that time allow. Cordially, Mr. John Fielding. Okay. Uh, and your second letter? Uh, my second letter is not quite done yet. No worries, we'll move right along. Oh, that's cool. all good. That's all good. Uh, we will proceed to Legacy, playing okay. Catherine Beaufort. Okay. Lady Catherine Beaufort. So sorry. Uh, her first letter is um, uh, dedicated actually to a uh, Mr. John Fieldman. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, Mr. John Fieldman. I have never had the opportunity to sincerely thank you for offering your presence while my friend Jasper and I had a conversation. 
It is rare for the two of us, now that we are adults, to be allowed time together the way that we were once as small children. I believe Baron Jasper has intentions on courting me, and believe me so when I say that there is something refreshing when you're comfortable and happy uh, with the one who wishes to take your hand. Though that is not why I wrote to you, no. I have a gift for you, as your future sister-in-law. I know it to be a bit of a social faux pas, as your, but as your wedding rapidly approaches, I find it lovely to think that soon I will have a brother once more. Please keep my dear sister well. You are probably aware that her happiness is a priority that will always mean the most to me. She deserves all of the happiness and more that she yearns for. I hope the business goes well, and I hope that next time we meet, it will be under better conditions. Sincerely, your future sister, Lady Catherine. And inside is a plain wrapped cloth with a pair of embroidery needles. Um, and wrapped, uh, they are wrapped around a basic fabric that mimics the cloth that John used to make Eloise's first ever dress. Ooh. Um, Quite the gift. Interesting. And um, her second letter is to Jasper. Hmm. Um, to the newly appointed Baron Jasper. I hope, I hope your time in your newly acquired land has proven to be quite frivolous and that the adventures are out there keep you in high spirits. It is often that I think about the flower ball in the highest regards. I often think about these parties as boring and provide no real substance. But this ball helped put things into perspective that they usually wouldn't. Seeing you was better than any warm spring weather, and over the last days... My affection grows stronger, like a candle allowed to burn. You see the good in me, when many of my own seem to see me as childish and incompetent, and I see you as the man you are always meant to be. I hope that this gift provides you with enough memory of me, as though we have yet to court one another, I want to make sure that you have the memory for when we are apart. May the days apart lessen over time. All my love, Catherine. And she sends him um, a beautifully embroidered handkerchief that has um, roses and a small butterfly with a few strands of her hair um, sewn in. Uh, the letter smells of her perfume, and I would actually like to spend a resolve token for a response. Okay. Right, I'm going to make a note of that. But I will give my responses as NPCs when everything is done. Perfect. Okay. Uh, bookkeeper. So I only have one letter. Uh, it is from uh, our dear forlorn Major Jonathan Masters uh, to Lady Catherine. What did you do? Okay, let's go through it. My dearest Lady Catherine, once again, I find myself in the inauspicious circumstance of dispatching to you written correspondence to inquire after your well-being. I was stricken to the heart to bear witness to the discourse between your sister and yourself at the Flowers Ball. 
The sight of you in such distress cut me to the quick, and I have no option but to place myself at your disposal to whatever may prove to be a balm to your wounded heart in this trying time. I found myself the recipient of many a strange rumor in this past fortnight, most of which turned out to be naught but scurrilous gossip. That said, it is incumbent upon me in the present moment to declare that my fond wishes and deep affection for you come not from any aspirations of station or place, but from the pure and unadulterated desire to see your radiant smile once more illuminate not only Redwich Abbey, but every place, field, or ballroom where you appear. In passing, please permit this poor soldier to appropriate words from one more trained in such things. It is no secret that I am a man of more than a few years, though perhaps not as many of some of higher rank. That said, it was the bard who said, If thou survive my well-contented day when that churl death my bones with dust shall cover, and shalt by fortune once more re-survey these poor rude lines of thy deceased lover, compare them with the bettering of the time. Though they be outstripped by every pen, reserve them not for my love, not for their rhyme, exceeded by the height of happy men. Please accept my continued good wishes for your good health, and the return of your good cheer on swiftest chariot's wings. With your permission, I shall call upon your parents at the earliest convenience. With deepest affection, Jonathan. Damn. <laughs> God, that was another master class. That was freaking real written, dude. Damn. <laughs> I got nothing close to that. Um. All right. You only have one letter. That's correct. Are you saving the other one for a response? Uh, if, if a response is required, I will give one. Otherwise, I am happy with just the one. Okay. Uh... In that case, uh, we're going to go back to Overthinker real quick. Yeah, I'm going to do that too. Do what? I'm going to save my second letter for a response, basically. Okay. Uh, I'm ready if you need somebody to go. Okay, I thought you were typing in chat, so I wasn't sure what was happening, but go ahead. I was I was writing out what I was going to say. Uh, and this is, this is too... Uh, the sister's aunt. Mm -hmm. Dearest aunt, it is my sincerest hope that this letter finds yourself and Bailey, Bonnie, Bess, Bryn, Blair, Bella, Brutus, Baron, Bernard, Beau, Bentley, Bootsy, and Zarius well. I write you in regards to something troubling my sister Catherine brought to my attention. She conveyed to me that you were holding back an inheritance from her that would have sa that would save the family's prospects. I am aware that it is not considered polite or appropriate to inquire after one's finances, but it is troubling to me to think that this windfall might indeed be denied when we are so much in need. If this news is true, I beg your mercy in bestowing such a thing on our father now to allow our family more time to secure our futures. If it is not, please disabuse my sister of such false hope, for I fear she may throw herself into an unhappy match when she need not under the belief that she will be able to save the family from ruin. Your most loving niece, Eloise. Okay. And do you have a second one? Not yet. I kind of thought I, I, I was saving it just in case somebody wrote me a letter. So. 
Got it. Okay. Responses. Um. <laughs> Damn it, book. Okay. Um. <laughs> uh. Okay. So. Um. To John, you get a response from Richard Fosley. Um. To my new friend and good comrade, uh, uh, Mr. Fielding, uh, John, I find your words highly refreshing. Uh, I only spoke of your intended, um, and just the work and effort that you're putting in because I see in you a true entrepreneur and a true mind for business. And I do respect your willingness to gamble, and I will not push the matter further. I hope you know I only had your interest at heart because I do see a lot of men of your current stature and ability and just potential just wasted away on lords and ladies. So, again, I truly meant no offense. I only have your best interest at heart. And as such, I'm very excited to see what the, uh, me, you, and Mr. Masses do in the near future. Uh, I will call about uh, call upon you in London as soon as my early convenience, but I do have several other parties and other things to attend because I do wish to add as many people to our collective future of industry as possible. Um, with that in mind, uh, my sister does dearly love your dresses, so if I could ask upon you to send some our way, it would save me from much, well, tatter in my ears, if it were. Uh, I hope to see you well in the very short future. Your friend, uh, uh, Lord Richard Fosley. Uh, okay. You, uh, <laughs> the Catherine, you do get a letter from Jasper. Um, it is, uh, you open it up and, uh, <laughs> For the first time in the correspondence you had with him, uh, usually it's a little scraggly because its hands are clearly shaking. Uh, this is written clearly and with intent. Um, uh, to my dearest Catherine, I apologize for this very short letter, but, uh, and I am astounded and so happy and blown away by your just a generous gift. I don't know what else to say. Um, but I will see you as soon as I can. I... My father was very surprised by to hear about my intentions because um, he clearly and mother both seemed to find that I was not going to pursue anything on anyone and had a few ideas for me that they were spreading out. So I have to go uh, put out some fires as it were but they know my intention and they are very happy with my choice um as am i i know we did but i'm not sure uh you <laughs> see it's like some writing failing off proper courtship is never something i expected um and i want to do you every justice because you're worth all of it you're so incredibly dear to me and all i want is to see you happy as possible I'm sorry, I've never been good at putting my thoughts into words. But I, I hope it, my feelings for you are conveyed in the 
smallest amount that I, I well, I just, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, I'll see you as soon as I can. And when I do, I hope to give you uh, the proposal that you deserve. And speak to your father with as much, with all the courage that you've given me these past few, few weeks. With all the love, Jasper. Um. Yeah, and that's the letter he sends to you. He's. It did get a little shakier near the end because he's clearly very nervous because he's never had to do this before. Um. But that is the letter you receive from Jasper. Uh. Eloise. Um. Well, of course. Sorry. Uh, tell me. Let me restart this letter. No, I, I, I don't. And if I did, I would have. I, I guess, Eloise, I am comfortable for a woman of my station, but I do not have the means to assuage the family's current troubles. If I did, as you say, I would have done it as soon as I possibly could. I, as your aunt and the person I feel is the only one truly watching out for your safety and well-being. I find it my job to also give you both a sense of hope at all times. And as such, I may have... Uh, uh, I made it, made it sound like I was just more better, I'm much better off than anything else. I may have praised it too strongly or been a little rash in what I was speaking about, but that is, I will, I thoroughly apologize for giving her the wrong idea. Uh, I will speak to Hannah about it as soon as I possibly can. And I will see you both very shortly, I'm sure. This was just your dearest aunt. Monsieur Facilitator. Mm-hmm. I would like to spend one of uh, Colonel Campbell's resolve tokens tonight to uh, ask that... Hey, I. Uh, I will say we're gonna. Okay. These were your resolve tokens that are. You don't have any resolve tokens technically. You can spend ah. one, but it won't go towards the stuff that's happening later. I want everyone to know that because that right. won't be fair. Yeah. Uh, so. What I what I yeah. what I would like is for uh, Caroline to include a postscript in which she drops a dime on the colonel. But if you want to kick that back to me, that's okay. I will kick that back to you because he doesn't want to influence what he's going to do or okay. or their opinions on him. It's very much the balls in your court. Let's see what you do with it. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that would be it for those responses. We have uh, three people with letters that they wish to send. I have a letter. I have my second letter. Okay. Uh, This letter is actually not going specifically to anyone. Eloise is going to write it, and then she's going to throw it into the fireplace in her room. Hmm. All right. Dealing my move, I see. 
Um, it is addressed to her late brother. Dearest William, it has been some time since we lost you, and the heart grieves every time I think of it. I hope that you know I endeavor to keep the family afloat and am willing to do anything that that may require. It is my sincerest wish that if you are looking down on us from your place in heaven, that you are happy and proud of what we are becoming. Catherine is growing in leaps and bounds, becoming the woman we all know she could be, though I fear she may run herself into misery to do so. Mother and father miss you, and the Abbey is so very quiet without you in it. I am to marry soon, to a man I am not sure will ever love me, nor that I am sure I will ever be able to love in return. I will, however, endeavour to do all that I can to be the good and proper wife any man of honour deserves. Please look down on my match and bless it and the hopefully resultant offspring with kindness and protection. Your, your beloved sister always, Eloise. Okay. And you toss it into the fire? Yep. The flames heated up with ease. Alrighty. Sorry, I know uh, that that's a little out of the norm for what you're supposed to do with these letters. But <laughs> Listen, if you're, I mean, nothing we're doing here is the norm. Um, but you know what? It's off. Uh, overthinker. Did you want to send that letter? Or throw it into the fire. I don't know what we're doing anymore. Mm. Into the nearest river. I know what letter I want to send. I haven't quite written it out, so we're going to wing it. Apologies. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't apologize. What do you think I did for like 10 mm. minutes? This is a weird one, and I feel legitimately weird about it. So here we go. Lady Caroline Beaufort. Uh, I have been honored time and again by your company, and the hand of your niece has brought me honor and joy beyond my greatest expectations. It is to that end that I must entreat you. Uh, I have become aware of interested parties who feel comfortable openly expressing reservations about the nature of our betrothal. I have every affection and approval of Miss Eloise. She is a woman of incredible poise, and I am fortunate to have her hand. The claims that I do so purely out of a desire for personal rise are false. I also wish it to be known that in keeping company with your younger niece at the flower ball, uh, I did so as a matter of kindness and courtesy. My intentions were purely honorable. It was in that intention that I began a deception in the claim that I escorted her in the rose garden. and look forward to your companionship at future events. Yours, Mr. John Fielding. Cordially, Mr. John Fielding. 
you do not get a response. Okay. Yeah. You do not get a response. Oh. Yeah, you don't get a response. Cool. Yeah. Also, uh, just now seeing how much of a dick move it is to out Catherine to her aunt after she sent me such a nice letter. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that that did that did happen. Um, okay. Uh, uh legacy you sent both of yours. Um Book, did you want to send that last letter? Nah, I'm good. Thank you. Okay, that ends the letter portion of this. Um So we're gonna go into this next scene. Um uh, and the next scene, we come back to the idyllic town of Redwich. We go past the Redwich Abbey to the far side of town, uh, where the Graham family manor resides. Um, it originally belonged to the Bullsman family many, many years ago, but uh, they have long since uh, run out of funds, money, and stature, and the house stood empty for many years until the uh, Graham family bought it. Um, and they've been buying, buying up small parts of town to put businesses, uh, put money towards farmers and increase uh, crops. They genuinely want the town of Redwich to thrive. Um, and they've just been spending money because they've made uh, smart investments overseas uh, towards the colonies that have been gradually just quickly breaking in cash. Um, and just a very well done and vigorous dealings done by the Graham's brother, uh, brothers Graham and their father. Um, and the Graham family is overseen by Reynold Graham and his wife, Augusta. And then uh, all five of his sons, Gregory, Miles, Felix, Cecil, and Neil, who you've all met. Um, and they've been wanting to get to know the town. And as such, they've invited the local gentlery to a luncheon, but they don't really have a background in this. So for them, this is like just a big gathering with people, but through everyone of yourselves, given where you're from, this is a party. Like it is, this isn't like, you know, invite a few friends over. This is like 30 or more people that they've invited to quote lunch. Um, uh, nevertheless, our characters find themselves at this quiet, in quotes, small luncheon, uh, just about a month out from the expected wedding of Mr. John Fielding and Lady Eloise Beaufort. And that's where we are. Uh, the actual uh, manor itself is very old style in itself. Um, but uh, spring has been considerably warmer uh, than it usually is. Um, the actual layout of the very uh, front area where everything's being held, uh, there is like a, uh, a stone-laden path going around a fountain that leads to the front door, and as such, they've laid out tables, the chairs, there's a small band playing in one corner. There isn't like a dance floor or anything, but it's very much set up for everyone to sit down, talk, and have a chat. Um, and there are small gardens off to the side where you can also have conversations. Um, and there's a lovely little gazebo. Call it <laughs> a gazebo, uh, kind of off to the backside where people might want to sit down in the shade for a while. Um, 
But it is around 11. Uh, most of everyone has shown up at this point. Um, and the Graham family, I mean, uh, father, uh, mother, and the five sons. And the five sons are all over the party. Um, uh, Gregory is the oldest. Uh, Miles and Felix are twins. Cecil is the youngest. And Neil is kind of the uh, uh, almost middle child because the, the, the age range is so close. Um, and they all look strikingly similar to each other. Uh, it is almost hard to tell the twins apart entirely, except um, Miles uh, had his nose broken at a very young age with a little to the left. That's probably the only reason people can tell. Uh, but yes, they are. Uh, they insisted that people can dress formally, but this is just a get to know each other. Um, uh, this is just the get to know each other kind of meeting. So uh, they encourage everyone to dress down as low as they would like. And that by that, they mean, I mean, of course, dress wonderfully, but they don't expect like your best gown and shit. Uh, that's just not who they are. And that's they respect, obviously, all of you in every way that they can manage. But they don't expect you to be ridiculous when you show up. Um, but that is where we are for this scene. Um, <laughs> uh, and you do see, uh, the Fosley family, uh, you see the Pluckets, um, uh, the, uh, both the, uh, the head of the Beaufort household and Lady uh, Carolyn is also there. There are a few other smaller families from the local area. Um, and it turned out to be just like kind of a more lively than everyone thought because it's very much a relaxed party. So yeah, that's where we are. Uh, and as always, uh, we enter a scene. It's the whole thing's been going on for maybe 30 minutes at this point. Um, so uh, how would we like to enter this scene? And also Lady Carolyn does not have her dogs. Not all of them. She does have Zarius and that's it. Oh, perfect. The head of the dog household. He always at least has Zarius, and they were more than kind to welcome Zarius, but they do not have the facilities for that many dogs. What you're saying is there's anarchy at Lady Carolyn's estate right now. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm, well, Brutus has his name for a reason, and I'm pretty sure he's ruling the pack. Um, what everybody doesn't realize is that Brutus is the tiniest. He's just yep. also the angriest, so... <laughs> Yeah, actually, he, sure. he also he also shakes the least. Yep. <laughs> Still shakes, just less than everybody else. Those who shake the least rule the pack. So I do want to spend uh, a a resolve token, uh, but not for something that's going to produce necessarily a role playing scene. Just something that is going on and people will be aware of. I'm going to spend one of Jonathan's resolve tokens. He is seen speaking with uh, Lord and Lady Beaufort. Oh, oh no. <laughs> that man wrote oh, you poetry. Um, Stop being so mean. <laughs> the, oh, and Jasper's family is also there, but I'm forgetting their last name. Uh, um, Goodman. Thank you. Uh, the, uh, the Also, you do also see the... You know what? To go with that token, you do see uh, the Beauforts, the Goodmans, and Jonathan uh, Masters or Majors. What's his last name? Masters. Masters. Yeah, Major Jonathan Wait, Masters. Do we have two? Do we have two Masters here? We do. Oh now. damn it! 
That's cool. Um, two masters, no relation. Uh, They're peasants. No. <laughs> no. You, but you can't. You, you can't have both because no man can serve two masters. Blow <laughs> clap. We're done here. Wrap uh-huh. it up. Yeah. Yeah. We All right. It. Thanks everybody for watching the Good Society. We'll see you next week. Uh, but <laughs> they are not related because I don't need this many connections at this party. We're done. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't, it's not needed. Don't give me that. Okay. Um, but you're if you want James to be here, he can be here. They're just not related. Okay. Sure. All right. Um, but the Goodmans, the uh the Beauforts, uh the major masters is here, and also the Fosleys are in the mix in that conversation over there. That is at the top of the scene. What else is occurring as we enter? I took point last time. Somebody jump in. Because if you want to have a scene to talk to somebody else that you need to talk to, now's the time. I already queued up the person I I need to talk to, so. I would like to have a scene between Colonel Campbell and Mr. Fielding. Cool. Uh, Yeah. So do you guys go up to like one of the quieter tables after the corner and sit down? Indeed. Yeah. <sighs> you look well. Thank you. I have been. Uh, I have been. Business is good. I think much as I resent it from time to time, the fresh country air is a benefit. Perhaps I shall stay here from London longer than I thought. What is it that inclines you to resent things that are to your benefit? Hmm. An interesting question, my friend. Perhaps I distrust things that are soft. They have not benefited me much. And I have done well for myself for a hard life. I have a question for you, and I'm afraid it's a wee bit indelicate. I pray you'll forgive me. It seems likely. Do you love your betrothed? Here, John, who'd been observing the party and talking to his friend sort of sideways, gives him a full look. Do I love her? Hey. I have no doubt you'll keep her in comfort for all your days. Do you love her? (sighs) Colonel Campbell, I do not know if I can answer you. You realize that's an answer all unto itself. I consider love to be a convenience to those who can afford it. You can afford it. 
I cannot. I've seen, I've seen what you charge. I've paid it a time or two. About a time or two only. And I cannot afford it because what one pays for love under the right circumstances is not money. It is... It is advantage. Ten years down the line, when I, if I am lucky enough to have children, twenty years down the line, they will enter a place such as this, and they will be asked the questions that I have been asked, and they will be seen as outsiders unless they have a name. A name cannot come from me. It must come from their mother. I have nothing but respect for Lady Eloise Beaufort. But to demand that my heart agree with my head or damn myself and my descendants, it seems foolish. You make her sound like a bolt of cloth. Not at all. Or if eh? she were to be so, it would be the finest that there is. Oh, aye. Finest cloth possible. That you will cut fancy coats for you and your descendants from. You object? I was raised in a place where you didn't treat people as means. I was raised in a place where you do. I was the means for someone else's success. Others have been the means for mine. Look at what you're wearing. To some extent, I am the means for your success. And your presence and good charm and friendship have been a means for my success. I would not be half as accomplished in this space if not for your good counsel over the years. I didn't realize that uh, you were taking my counsel and turning it into this uh, right cynical worldview. Perhaps it is cynical. But we are given the cards that we are given, and we must play them as best we can. I believe I have played mine well. And in that I see no shame. I suppose I can guess what your answer will be. Well, no. Actually, I can't. You have presented me with a, uh, a hard-bitten view of the world, so let me uh, see if I can phrase my request in a hard-bitten fashion. What would it cost me for you to uh, release Lady Eloise from your engagement? Colonel, I say now there is no price. And why is that? I can scarcely imagine a thing that would be more valuable to me than her companionship. Her companionship? If That's what you're after. Being as you didn't, you hadn't mentioned it until right now.
Do you treasure anything about her besides her name? Indeed. Have I not made this clear time and again? No, you haven't. Five languages, a master of dance and song, a singular mind, an upright disposition, which most clearly affords her leadership of her own house. That she is a distinguished woman I thought so obvious as not to present. Wow. And now I see you have already observed it. You have perhaps observed it in detail. I, uh, I wonder that I was so foolish. I offered her to you that she might dance with my dear and trusted friend. Now I find myself questioning such decisions. Your cynicism goes too far, especially to question my honor. Considering that I am here speaking to you and not to her parents. Uh, John smiles. No humor at all in it. Indeed. A more efficacious route you could certainly have taken. Very well. I shall make no comments upon your honor. And I shall not inquire deeply to your intentions, as you have to mine. I believe I've made my intentions. I believe I've made my intentions plain. Talk I've, made a, I've made a request. You've denied it. Because of the society we live in, I'll have to live with that. The shopkeeps made this purchase, and he will not let it go. I fear it will be the end of our friendship, but I suppose you may have expected that. Not until this moment, no. <laughs> Tis a great irony, John. You aspire to uh, cloak your children in the garb of uh, the gentry. You'll hold on to her like the most miserly peddler in creation. Good day to you, sir. Day. Episode, Chris, what is happening? I, you know, uh, uh we are, we are taking part in a romantic comedy, everybody. I hope that <laughs> I hope that sees that. I'm so excited. Yes, legacy. Uh, I would actually like to approach uh, the good Colonel myself after um, being able to listen in on that conversation without being seen. Okay. Uh, as you approach, uh, you see two <laughs> things as you. Sorry. You good? Oh, okay, just making sure. Um, you see two things. You do see your auntie has been uh, eye shot of you. 
and feeds, giving you a look of uh, close to motherly concern. Um, and on the other side of the party, you do see uh, Jasper um, slowly managing to like extract himself from the attentions of the uh, Graham twins, who he seems to be getting along famously with. Mm-hmm. He actually seems to be laughing, which is rare for him at a party. Mm-hmm. Um, but you make your way over to the colonel. Mind if we have a word, uh, Colonel Thomas? I beg your pardon, Lady Catherine, but I, I feel I'm, uh, I'm a bit overwhelmed with the English weather at the moment. I may be having to absent myself shortly. Is it something that can be dis- discussed briefly? Yes, very briefly, actually. Um, <clears throat> you and uh, Mr. Fielding are not the quietest people. What are you snooping? Me? Lady Catherine. Snooping? <laughs> Never. Uh, I am far too... Because to discuss such things would be offensive. Make her happy. I think Um, that you are far more capable of making her happy than... Mr. Fielding. And if we were in a land where that mattered, we might have more to discuss. It's quite a shame that we aren't. Aye. Shame indeed. What's there anything else? <laughs> if you ever threaten to, or if you ever offer to buy my sister like a piece of property... I was we trying. will have problems. I was trying to speak to him in the lang- only language he seems to understand. Yes, and do you see why that is a problem? Aye. I'm one, not... One doesn't choose one's battlefield, Lady Catherine. No, but when it comes in terms to the people that you care about, you throw yourself into the battle, no matter how difficult it may be. You, of all people, should know that. I did. And I lost. I risked looking like a petty peddler haggling. Because it was the only language he was going to listen to. What was I going to do? Appeal to his sentiment. I take pity on you, Colonel Thomas. Well... And it's not out of disgust. It is out of pure, pure, genuine concern. I love my sister. I would die for that woman. (laughs) And I know Mr. Fielding is not a good man. May I suggest then that you put aside thoughts of dying and live for her? Because she's going to need you. If I could take every piece of pain that she's had to experience in these last months. And that is not how the world works. Grown-ups know that. 
Then maybe the grown-ups need to learn a different perspective. I may be young, but I'm not that young. You might just not be willing to fight. What would you have me do? Then if she's worth it, fight for her. Fight for her. Come on, you are a colonel. Aye. If you're willing to die for your country, you should be willing to die for somebody who makes you happy. And yes, Colonel Thomas, that is how the way the world can work. Maybe think about that. Put that into perspective. Now let me ask you this. Uh, would you have me kill for her? Because that's what you're asking. I think you're reading about it in all the wrong ways. Oh, am I? Yes. Her betrothal is agreed by, uh, is agreed to by her parents. They're not going to change their minds, and neither is Mr. Fielding. I have no standing whatsoever to challenge him to a duel. And even if I did, that's one of us walking away dead. Then maybe it's time you brush up on your manners and show them that you are the better man. Maybe one that's more... equipped. You have no concept of the society you live in, do you? You don't know. I do. No, you don't. Stop pretending that you know. You don't know me. You don't know my sister. You don't know what we've been through. You don't know the hell that we've been through. Our own parents don't care. Not since William died. Our aunt has had to step in and be a mother to the both of us. She's the one that made sure that we had everything. Because our parents crumbled under the pressure of losing their only son. So yes, maybe I'm naive for wanting the one person in my life who has shown more than enough mercy towards me to be happy. I'm at least ready and willing to fight for her. But you lack a backbone, Colonel Thomas. I beg your pardon. Then go. I'll leave you to your remarkably comfortable hell. 
turn on his heel and walk away. Definitely gonna have to revise the studio budget with all the tea that's getting spilled. Good lord. Yeah, like I said, bam. <laughs> I think it's Lipton. Well, um, uh, Eloise is wildly unaware that any of this is happening. <laughs> she is, she is uh, probably, I don't know. Uh, standing with Daniel and chatting about whatever the latest book they were they've been reading is. Hey, I'll concede it makes a better love story, but I, I genuinely, I just don't think it's good. I'm sorry, you recommended it, and this is our winter reading, and I didn't like it. I'm sorry. Well, you're entitled to be wrong, I suppose. <laughs> I am. I am tired to be wrong about the thing I'm correct about. You're completely correct, and I apologize thoroughly. Uh, oh, uh, he does actually. Yeah, he's like looking around. There are a lot of big names around here today. Yes, there are. I do actually have the grandbrothers to thank for this. They heard about me, and they're just like, what exploits have you been through? And they want to gain all of my knowledge of my recent travels for better business dealings. And I was like, I, 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 I'm a teacher, but uh, perhaps. And then they offered me a large sum, and I went to the store, sit me down for an hour. <laughs> you are ever keen on reading the room. I am. And as such, despite this lovely conversation, uh, he like nods slightly and you do see uh, a book with the colonel's face gone slightly red at this point. Uh, slightly would be probably an understatement. I was, I was understating it to make sure you confirmed and then asking how yep. bad it was. Okay. Um, red faced. Uh, and is Catherine crying? No. <laughs> Is she red in the face? Oh yeah. Cool. Um and he would uh nod to the uh uh to the far like left side of everything. Well, everyone seems to have noticed those two going at it rather animatedly. And then he'd like gesture to the two of them as you see the colonel. Um Stomp, but walk briskly away. Eloise <laughs> is looking off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Eloise is looking between uh, the colonel's retreating back and Catherine, and um, she kind of like she has her fan open because we're all outside and it's warm. Um, it is warm. And she just kind of brings it up to sort of shield her her lips and lowers her voice as she's talking to her friend. What has she gone and done now? Well, you know how I like to read the room? Mm -hmm. Well, I'll put it this way. 
Uh, he's going towards her, and he just kind of like, he's like moving his eyes to point because you know you don't point. Um, uh, Jasper is making his way towards Catherine with a clear, clear, like, clear concern on his face. Uh, John Fielding has gone away from that area and seems to be circling around the other side of the party. Uh, <laughs> your aunt seems to be like moving her head visibly between like all three parties at this point. Um, <laughs> uh, the Graham brothers are making their way towards you, uh, and, um, and from a different direction. And you do see, uh, the Barons Goodman and Fosley, uh, also talking animatedly with slightly waving hands. Um, as you look, see your father look greatly concerned between the two of them. <laughs> Uh, Eloise has this look on her face like I'm the one who's supposed to fix things and I don't know where to go first. Um, well, one just got done. The other one seems to be... Uh, how do I put this? Coming to a head uh, between the two barons and the good earl, uh, Beaufort. And it seems like your father's trying to calm the both of them down. I think I'll make my way that way. And um, would you excuse me, please? Absolutely. I will. Oh, It'll I think they're actually going to talk to me again. Oh, I think I'll be amusing uh, behind these two. And you see him just skillfully <laughs> cut as you see the Graham brothers approach, looking excited to talk to him again. And he's just like in between two younger ladies they'll go like oh the Graham brothers they're like oh well hello and they like look up and he just you you don't see him he just like slips in between party members that he's got again he's been doing Excellent. this a long time there's a reason why he's not married um <laughs> he doesn't fucking want to be uh I wish I, could, I wish I could talk to him more it's not in this lifetime um maybe next game so uh as you make your way over um uh, it's uh, uh, the Baron Fosley, uh, not loudly, but he's like, listen, Baron Goodman, with all the greatest respect, your family is in the hands of someone who, quite frankly, I can't, he can't lead, he can't. I'm sorry. I'm done talking about this. You aren't. He's not ready. And he probably never will be. And you know what? Rather than anger you further and cause more stress to the Earl and the Grams, who are obviously Lord coming over here. Yes. There's wonderful uh, the music going on. Perhaps you would honor me with a dance. I. Kind of gives him a look like you could keep doing this and make it a scene. I'm giving you an out, brother. Don't don't waste it. I think that maybe the Baron Goodman that I I need something to drink. It's getting rather hot. And he looks at the two of them and he does storm off. <laughs> it's not a brisk pace. He does leave. Uh as Baron Goodman. Um uh so while Jasper is rather thin, uh the Baron Goodman is just probably the, like he's just like the massive wall of a lord. He's big. He's broad shoulders. Uh, just like uh, a bigger nose than you probably want, but like a bigger grin than he usually would be wearing. But you just see like this deep, like 
scowl as he follows him with arm like arms crossed and he's a big man um and he does stand like a ten and a half taller than your dad uh and you see him just like gripping uh uh his shoulders a bit before he... <clears throat> lady Eloise and he turns to you the the red in his face is still there but he's just smiling pleasure to see you it's been too long my lord and she will uh hold out a hand for him and 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 do a deep curtsy at the same time uh he'd take it and give it a smoke i lord uh lord Beaufort and uh, your father's like yes <laughs> i'm so taken aback by everything that's been happening to him. I was like i your I hope you take what I'm saying seriously. Jasper has known her for an extremely long time, and I know he would make her very happy. And I do believe he plans to state his intentions plainly and clearly uh, just now, actually, as he, like, gestures across the party, as you see Jasper making his way towards Catherine. Eloise yes. looks confused. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, oh. uh, they're your father seeing your face is like yes he he has a smile on his face the good Jasper plans to propose today well what a lovely turn of events I'm sure they'll make each other very happy and like of course he will he's a damn good man I know he'll never Everyone looks down upon him because he like gestures to himself. He has his mother's features, but he has the heart of a good man. He looks to the sky like <laughs> in his head, like not trying to make a pun, but it happened. Um, <laughs> really try not to. Just like do that too much. Like he thinks to himself. Um, With you as his example, my lord could not fail to be a good man. He gives you like this big beaming smile and he's just like, well, I'm going to, uh, actually. My lady, would you do me the honor of a dance? While your father looks uh, rather unavailable on purpose, though Jasper can work up the courage afterwards. I would be honored. Uh, he gives you a bow and, uh, reaches out to take your hand. Curtsy and uh, take his hand and let him uh, lead me out to there is no dance floor but what what could pass for one? Yeah, it's like an area off to the side where it's like a couple, like just like two other couples dancing. People cleared um, the trays or cl- cleared the chairs. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, the good Baron Goodman is dexterous. He is like spry for such a large man. Yeah, he is surprisingly good. Um, and he moves around the floor with ease, and he is uh, has a massive grin on his face as he's doing it. It's like I haven't done this in many years. Thank you for this opportunity. Of course, anything to put a smile on your face, Lord. Much appreciated. Um, and as you're dancing. Uh, 
I would open the floor to anyone who likes to take this opportunity to do something while they're dancing. Let's see. I have not, I believe, met the Graham brothers yet. You haven't. Uh, all, all there, there are five of them, but <laughs> is, <laughs> like, take your pick. Right. Is it the eldest two that are sort of fronting the business side? No, they all have different aspects of business that they're all running. Gregory is the eldest son who will take on the family name and as head of the business. Mm. Um, Neil is the one that was going to be introduced properly to Catherine at the first party of the year and is the one who got taken out by a uh, pack of ravenous wolves, as people heard to call it, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, the, the actual group of dogs gets bigger and more vicious as time goes on to make him seem like, you know, he was actually a victim. Indeed. Uh, the people uh, there know the truth. Hmm. Okay. And where's Lord Fosley right now? Which Beyond Lord Fosley? Junior. Uh, Lord Fosley Jr. is in fact um, uh, talking to Gregory, uh, Cecil, and Neil. Uh, they're all sitting around a table uh, having... Uh, okay, just drinks. I'm not gonna, why am I thinking about that? Um, and they are having an animated laugh uh, as they do so. Um... And yeah, it just seemed to be enjoying each other's company. Cool. Well, I just harshly rebuffed a romantic rival, so I think I want to go have some fun. I'm going to join them with a drink and chat them up. Okay. Uh, you join them at the table, and Lord Fosley just like beams at you. Um,. Is there anything you wish in particular to talk about, or are you just making conversation? No, I'm just making conversation. Okay. Catching uh, up on the rumors. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Colonel Campbell. Yes. You stormed off. Where did you go? What did you do? So... The colonel got as far as the stables, ready to uh, take his horse and ride away from uh, these uh, these Englishmen and women and all of their problems. And resolved that such would create would create more gossip than it was worth, and gossip that would not affect him in the long term because uh, he's going home sooner rather than later. And so he turns around, straightens himself up, starts to return to the party. And I would like to spend a resolve token that as he is returning, and as he is passing by the table that now has Mr. Fielding, the Grams, and Sir Richard, uh, that Sir Richard makes a yet another one of his uh, casual catty remarks about the Beauforts. Hmm. 
so as you're walking by, um, uh, and they're all just making conversation. Um, uh, Richard Fosley, uh, the good lord himself, it's just like, yeah, well, gentlemen, uh, may all of you have the same fortune as this man and marry yourself off to a wonderful piece of property. Yes? And just like tip the, tip the teacup up. And uh, he says it low enough that no one's really going to hear it, but all of them at the table and you do hear it. And they're just like, they all just kind of give like, <laughs> like raise their teacups up because at this point, that is kind of the goal for people of their stature. The colonel stops suddenly, <laughs> turns around, and walks up to Sir Richard Fosley. Get on your feet. I beg your pardon? I said stand up. I don't think we've met good, sir. Who are you? I'll give you a proper introduction when I'm looking you in the eye and not looking down on you. Now stand up. This is Colonel Campbell. Ah, Colonel Campbell. I don't think we've had a formal introduction. He does stand up. I am Lord Richard Fosley. How can I help you? And I backhand him halfway across the table. There's a clatter of uh, dishes, teacups falling, gas, sounds, a groan of pain. (laughs) Uh, As the music actually does stop, the classical music stops. Um, and there's a what the the devil uh, from somewhere in the party as uh, everyone turns to look at what happened as he picks himself off the table laying my left hand to my cavalry saber should you ever speak of the ladies Beaufort the family Beaufort in those terms again then I hope you have practiced more with your blade than you have with your balance. Do we understand one another, sir? Oh. Oh, I see. Uh, he kind of like, uh, like finally turns to you and like wiping his mouth. Um, and he is smiling. That's what this all amounted to. That's very interesting. Like, thumbs his nose a bit. Getting some blood out of it. Uh, Does this amount to a challenge? That was a warning. No, no. Mr. Fielding. Quite all right. I was asking out of character. Oh, well, he took okay. the decorum of the moment, but. <laughs> um, okay, and then I was out of character, he just goes. Cool. Very well, Colonel. I do think he misunderstood, or maybe just misunderstood who I was talking about, but. Did you refer to Lady Eloise as a piece of property or not? Did I mishear? Were you part of this conversation, sir? Did I mishear, sir? Did you miss it? Or were you part of this conversation, good sir? And he has his hands behind his back. Mm. 
Were I not... Because, because it seems to me, good colonel, is that you were eavesdropping on a conversation that you were not a part of and struck a man without warning. Is that correct? That's the last warning you're going to receive. Yes, you struck a man without warning, is my point. Is that correct? Yet he is saying this clearly loud enough for everyone to hear. You care to have satisfaction, sir? No, I just wish you to confirm what actually occurred here. It was without warning. Whether I struck a man is still in question. Words. This words. It's quite all right, everyone. I'd like to spend one of my resolve tokens. Uh, that when the good colonel um, said that he referred to Eloise's property, um, Eloise makes eye contact with John. Like she's and and looks hurt <laughs> because he was apparently at the table when it happened and it's somebody else who's defending her. Absolutely. Um you got it. Uh John looks um probably pretty ashamed that it's not him standing up in this situation but also intensely curious to see how this will resolve. And he's not taking either side, which I think Eloise would probably clock as weird since this is potentially his new business partner and one of his older friends. Yeah, she's noticed. But no, good Colonel, I... Take whatever warning you meant to give. I'm not sure about the context, but it is taken. You lie like a rug. He's hands behind his back. He's still smiling. Whatever you say, it's you. <laughs> ah, sorry. I got, I got my own words. I'm whatever you wish to say, Colonel. Will there be anything else? I think I've had my fill of English hospitality. Yeah, we've heard, certainly had our fill of Scottish. So, um, and you do see, uh, the head of the Graham family, uh, Mr. Reynolds Graham, is like, Colonel, I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. Of course, Mr. Graham. I apologize. However, I do note you let Lady Carolyn bring bring one dog. I didn't realize. That you'd let the you'd let the the Fosleys bring a mutt. That's enough, Colonel. Uh, he's actually like staring you down. Not just party. I'm leaving. <sighs> it's not just that. This party was for my family's reputation, and I invited you here. Don't forget that, because they won't. Uh, and I, I do excuse. beg your, I do beg your pardon and shall make amends at a later time. I am leaving. I'm not worried about amends, Colonel. And what was that, John? I was just going to mention, uh, the Colonel has been having difficult news and may be too deep in his cups to note the decorum of the moment. 
Do not presume to speak for me, boy. I gesture my hand like, see? Overthinker, if you want that to stick, you're going to have to spend a resolve token. Especially because he's fighting you. Book, do you wish to go against that resolve token? Uh, yes, I do. Colonel okay. is n- the colonel is not intoxicated. Does not appear so. Okay. So that is spent, unfortunately. Okay. Okay, yeah. Yep. Nevertheless. And he will gesture towards the sables. And the colonel will start walking. So, we're going to rewind back to, like, seven minutes before the slap of the century to Jasper approaching Catherine. Is that okay? <laughs> Rewind real quick. Meanwhile, in the happy part of the story. <laughs> Rewind. Okay. Remix. All right. So, um, uh, while the, uh, the good Baron Goodman began to dance with Eloise, um, uh, while the, a good colonel was returning from the stables. Jasper, uh, with a beaming smile on his face, uh, springing a step, would approach Catherine. Um, Baron Jasper's always a always a pleasure to uh, see you at these parties, and she'll uh, she'll give a very polite curtsy, um, and they and soon after offer her hand uh he will bow and kiss your hand lady eloise uh whoop god that oh that uh, last fight got me yeah right (laughs) whoops that last fight got me so worked up um uh lady catherine uh god so much to keep track of um uh it is again lovely to make you acquainted as always and i'm going to start tripping over my words immediately because i'm rather giddy and excited and nervous and excited and nervous again um uh because i don't know how to do this i i just know um how, how i feel about you and um how much uh incredibly close friendship has meant to me all these years uh, and I feel extremely blessed to have known you. Um, and I don't, uh, I don't know where to go from here other than to do the thing I've been, I think I've been wanting to do for a very long time. Um. Uh, right. can, can we step over to the garden over here real quick? Or rest, uh, for just a moment. Yes, um, just, uh, and she's going to look over to her aunt to see if her aunt still has eyes on her. There are, uh, there are two faces smiling at you while this is happening. One is your aunt, who looks extremely proud and happy with small tears in her eyes. And the grinning dog face of Zarius, also smiling, probably for different reasons, but it's also happening. I like to think that Zaries is one of those dogs that has his tongue slightly sticking out at all times. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. it's just... It's it, just always a smile, slight tongue. Yeah. Even when it's close, he's got that blep thing going on. Yep. Yep. 
Good boy. Uh, very, uh, very well. Um, uh, and just, just give me, um, one, uh, moment, uh, to see if I can, uh, gather us a chaperone. Uh, and just she's gonna run over see, to her. Hmm? You see Daniel. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, very well. Um... Uh... Mr. Daniel, do you mind um, escorting Baron Goodman and I uh, to the gardens? Oh. But... Looks between the two of you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no, of course. Yes. Um, right over here. Of course. Um, uh, and he will bow to the good Baron. Uh, wait over here, sir. Um, and there's a uh, a little like he actually takes you a little farther back to uh where the I guess it's a gazebo. <laughs> um I'll just be right here in plain view watching everything. But uh he'll just do the both of you to the gazebo. Ali? Oh yeah. Uh, he looks like annoyed with himself as he like leads you forward. Ah, uh, and like, uh, he just like brings you this other gazebo. Um, sorry, you just look wonderful. You look beautiful today. And I'm, I, I, I'm just a, I, I'm not good at putting my words in writing before. Uh, and I'm usually, apparently even less good at doing it in person. Um, ah. Uh, Lady Catherine Beaufort. Uh, will you marry me? <laughs> I would be more than honored. Well, Jasper. Ah. Uh, he, uh, he just seems he's just grinning with like a beet red face uh he, he has a similar face to what Z uh Zarius is wearing like a big like happy dog face mm. like he's not staking though unlike Zarius but he does look very dog happy um what do I do now I don't I'm, not, I'm really not she is going to look back and see if John or Daniel, not John. Who are you again? Daniel is uh, is paying super close attention. Um, and if he's not, um, in a very low tone, um, just getting ever so uh slightly closer, um. Yes, I will marry you. Oh. Um, I, in the in the kind words that you said to me uh, during the flower ball, while it's just the two of us. 
I would like to um and she's just gonna lean in and give him a kiss on the cheek uh yeah um he looks at land and then the smile just gets bigger and he's like I didn't think I could get happier. Okay. I, um... He actually starts shaking again, but you're pretty sure it's from happiness. (laughs) There's like a little tiny shake. It's like, no, no. And then he's like, stands up straight. He's like... (laughs) Ah. May we make our way back to the, to the, the gathering? Party? situation um, yeah very very well um and she'll uh she she's just gonna she's just gonna chuckle and um at this point do we hear any screaming <laughs> no there wasn't any screaming um okay <laughs> Listen, I just need to know how loud that slap was on a scale of one to Will Smith. Uh, well, the Will Smith, uh, but we won't talk about that. Um, <laughs> uh, it completely threw me off. Uh, so, uh, as you begin walking back towards Daniel, um, who is just, he's grinning like a proud big brother. He's just like, look at the. Just, Okay, well, you're both adorable. Um, and uh, kind of like dropping off the corum, he just kind of like slaps uh, Jasper on the back and just, well done, good man. Good man. Oh, God, how do you stand it? It's not easy. <laughs> um, why do you think he shakes so hard? It's from the constant puns. <laughs> he's, just taking, he's just taking prolonged pun damage over time. Pun PSD. <laughs> yes. Um, um, and as you guys uh, proceed, like back into the front of the house proper, um, that's when you notice after. You're still giddy. I mean, you stop, then you actually have to stop and think about it. The music's not playing. Uh, the crowd isn't moving. Um, and you see uh, a... Well, you see three things. You see uh, a very, probably still red-faced colonel uh, with his hand on his uh, on his weapon. Um, you see Fosley... Uh, with just a massive red mark on his face with his hands on his back, but he is smiling like a good gentleman that he is. Um, and, uh, wait a minute, it's, uh, Reynolds Graham, uh, politely but gesturing firmly at the colonel to leave. You would also note that John is sitting at the table where all this is occurring. Oh, and as you're like looking around because everyone's just standing around, you do see uh <laughs> won't mean anything. You do see uh b- uh, the other Baron Goodman, uh with your sister. 
uh, and your aunt, uh, just fanning yourself. I only like your dog, honestly. <laughs> You're not sure why. Uh, I hope, sorry. No, 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 no. It's what I say. And all of the themes are combined. We did it, gang. Well done. E, that's what it's about. All right. Continue. And I would like to spend a monologue token to hear what's going on in Colonel Campbell's head as he is walking away. Okay. So I will, I will cheat the system slightly. Um, this is uh, not his inner dialogue, but by the time he gets to the stable, no one's around. He's just looking at his horse. That works. Same diff. Yep. Well, that's that then. It's pretty sure I'd cock it up. Here we are. You still like me, right? I'm never going to hear the end of this. I won't hear the end of it here. I won't hear the end of it at home. I'm not sure what to do now. Well, other than leave, I suppose. I suppose we're doing that. I'm not good at this. And yes, there are lots of ways you could apply that to this. Shut up. Don't look at me like that. What's I supposed to do? I would never spoke that way about the woman tonight. smile clean off his face. I know there's a reason I didn't like England. Yes, yes, I brought it on myself. I know. I know. And you can sound a little less like my father when you look at me like that. I suppose none of it matters now. Other than I, I imagine my, uh, the rest of my invitations for the spring are probably being shredded at the moment. <sighs> More time to read, I suppose. Come on, then. We can at least still rely on each other, eh? No one else can, I suppose. 
end of monologue. Well said. Um, so before we do anything else, I would like to spend my own monologue token that I could just give myself to monologue what was going through the horse's head that he was talking to. Um, <laughs> kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you making weird noises at me? Please give me a sugar cube. Can we go home now? Parrot, parrot, he, he had to listen parrot. to me. <laughs> uh, sorry, I had to. I was thinking about it like, the last like 10 seconds of the monologue i mean that poor horse is being like man i love this dude but he gotta let this shit go <laughs> let's just go home uh fuck the english all right um so the colonel has left for the time being let's see what happens um but we have in the scene right now um and of course, uh, Buck, unless someone brings you in somehow, uh, in the meantime, uh, just so you can keep messing with everybody, have a resolve token that you've been doing something. Sure. Um, I got two other characters who can invade this space. Uh, one of them is there. I don't think his sister would be here at this moment. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, because uh, she's not really in this scene yet. Um but the the good uh, major is here um so we do have catherine on jasper's arm no one's noticed that yet uh eloise is right there um we have john still i think you're still sitting at the table uh if he's just leaving now then i'm like watching him go trying to get a handle on things mm -hmm. um and it would be at this point uh, that the good uh, Mr. Graham, uh, the head of the Graham family, uh, it turns to uh, Lord Richard Fosley because he slapped the shit out of someone he was desperately trying to impress and his father. So uh, you do actually hear the footsteps, the heavy ones of... Uh, Baron Fosby approaching as Mr. Uh, uh, Graham is like, uh, Lord Fosby, I am so sorry. I do not came at one know what I am. I'm so sorry. Uh, please accept my most humble apologies. And he's like, no, no, it's uh, and Richard just like pulls out a handkerchief and just like dabs at his whip. And you do see it growing like as he's talking like, it's fine. It's totally fine. Um, some things get misunderstood and misconstrued, and these things happen. Uh, damn, I heard so many good things about the Colonel. I'm not sure what came over him, but uh, that's what it is. And I do repeat, he has been smiling the entire time. Um, and it does seem to actually reach his eyes. Uh, as his father comes over, and he's just like, what? <laughs> the hell came over him it's like no father it's all taken care of uh he will be leaving the party and uh leaving the grounds and we will be able to uh just continue everyone uh mr graham if you'll permit me he's like nodding vigorously uh as you were let's continue the day it's only a little after midday and there's still plenty to do and plenty of food everyone please and he just like gestures and everyone's like well, that got spicy as they just kind of like turned to go they're doing and talking about that most recent event. Um, and 
Baron falls. It's like, no, what we should do, Father? If you don't mind, I'm sure you and Mr. Graham have much to talk about. I'm just going to continue enjoying my tea if that's possible. And uh, the two, uh, also, obviously, the heads of their household are staring at him, baffled, like, why isn't he just, like, acting in rage before they're both like, no, okay, no, I understand. Of course. And they're, like, nodding and like looking at him like curiously but like you could see the anger in his father's eyes fully fading like oh he's handling much this much better than he should like goodness i mean i guess he isn't true yeah he, he did great um and they like walk away talking um and eloise you do see uh uh the good baron goodman like fold his arms before going i'm sorry lady Beaufort, but i believe i'm going to go speak to the head of the house to make sure everything turned out okay if that's all right with you course and um, thank you for the dance it was lovely uh gives you a deep bow and a, the usual big goodman smile uh before big man walking his way over um yeah your father um uh, actually doesn't seem to be on the ground i'm not sure where he okay um Eloise, I think, having kind of inadvertently been at least the part of the reason why all of that stuff happened, um, is, is going to attempt to make herself uh, scarce. She's going to duck off to the side somewhere away from people and, and them noticing her. And she's will. embarrassed and unsure how to handle it, so... I will say no one is uh, looking your direction at this moment. I will say no one's looking your way uh, at this moment. All the better for her to get out of Dodge before anybody does put together that (laughs) that they were talking about her. Yeah. Uh, But where will you go? What will you do? Uh, I don't know. She's headed somewhere where there aren't a lot of people. Um, somewhere it's a little easier to breathe. Oddly enough, the stables are off to the side and there's no one really around. <laughs> you you, like you sneaky. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> I'll the stables. I was okay. about to have John go looking for her. So this could get extra spicy. Uh, you do... Um, as you are getting up from the table, um, and okay, so two things are happening concurrently. You step into the stables and you see uh, the good colonel getting his horse ready. Uh, while that's happening, uh, John, you're standing up. Um, and uh, Fosse's like, Oh, John, where are you going? You're still having a cup of tea, weren't we? I believe I must attend the needs of my betrothed. Yeah, he just gives you a side eye. Oh, suddenly? Indeed. Will you excuse me? The other, uh, the grandbrothers have gone off with their father at this point because they just want him to help him, like, calm down the party. And he's like, I'm not sure. You see, John, I made it perfectly clear that 
doing what you're doing will only end you in some serious trouble. And a man associated with that family just struck me without warning a probable cause, a probable cause without cause. So you act in my best interest to detain me from the needs of a woman in standing with this company? All I'm saying is I best think it's about you. I think it's in your best interest to distance yourself even further from them. What good is it doing? They have allies that will openly strike a man who has done nothing to that man. Until that moment, as I clearly stated, never even met the man. Lord Fosley, the response was in your disrespect to Miss Eloise. And had the colonel not stepped in to respond to it, I assure you, I would have, though. Though, perhaps not in that fashion. Didn't take you for a liar, John. And at this I point, his smile was gone. I find your business acumen to be uh, worthy in many respects. Your personal behavior, I still question. And then I'm going to walk away. Very well, John. Consider our business concluded. Don't even turn around. I'll let Masters know you're done with them. If he's talking to me, he's having to shout it across the party now. No, he won't shout. He does say it, though. Um, but yes, Eloise, you step into the stables and see the colonel. I think Eloise was moving pretty briskly um, and was in that kind of on the verge of tears state um, and just looking for a quiet place to have a minor mental breakdown um, and kind of comes up short when she gets to the entrance of the stable and sees the colonel standing there starting to lead his horse out of the stall turns also stops beg your pardon Lady Eloise and also I apologize to you for any uh, any impropriety I may have caused or any uh, discomfort to you or your family this evening She kind of nods a little bit. <laughs> I am sure that whatever Lord Fosley had to say merited some sort of reaction, and I appreciate your willingness to defend my honor, sir. It's worth defending. But if you'll excuse me, I have been asked to leave. Of course, I'm sorry I didn't mean to um, interrupt. Not at all. 
lead the horse out of the stable, put a foot in the stirrup, swing up onto his horse. Colonel? Yes, my lady. No matter how much he might attempt to defend himself by saying that you had no just cause, Lord Fosley has been accused of many things. Being inarticulate is not one of them. No. I believe you. No matter how much uh, propriety makes me say so, I'm not really sorry. So I suppose it works out. I'm sorry for any damage your reputation may take because of... Uh, You know, it's the funniest thing. I spent all spring trying to be just a real Thomas. Man with a colonel's pension to sell. No one of consequence. It's not for me to say, but I can say with some assurance. It's not for me to say something, but I can say that the uh, good or bad opinion of Sir Richard Fosley or of the Graham family is not going to matter to me more than a fart in the wind in about another month or so. Um, I wish you fair travels, Colonel. And I wish you peace, Lady Eloise. There's the best I can do at this time. She kind of gives a, a little nod. Uh, you would see um, quickly approaching um, Lord Earl Beaufort uh, the Lord Earl Beaufort whose name is so far away from here William Beaufort there you go (laughs) they're not the ones that matter here y'all what is the catch all title (laughs) Lord Earl Uh, Lord William Beaufort uh, approaching at his own brisk pace. Lord, uh, Lord Beaufort, I, uh, I apologize that I'm uh, already mounted and seem to be having to pause to make apologies repeatedly. You don't have to make anything towards me. Get off your horse real quick. I want to have a word with you. And he is smiling. Wing back off. Eloise looks so confused and awkward just standing there. <laughs> Kilt flitting in the breeze. Uh, result token? T- never mind. Um. <laughs> <laughs> now, if, if he rides, he doesn't, he doesn't wear his kilt that way. Don't get us demonetized, please. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> so, uh... Uh, he, uh, your father looks at you, Eloise, like, nods and smiles, and, um... 
Tunnel, I would like to offer my most sincere thanks for what you did. I... I was not with any thought, and such a thing would probably fall into the lens of the, the brother had he been still around at this moment. I have not been as strong in my efforts to stop such things or such words from reaching, and I suppose I just hope for the best and stepped aside. And he gives uh, Eloise a look that just seems really powerful. So thank you for what you did. It was my honor. Um, and I will don't worry about your reputation in the area. And I know you probably wouldn't, given how much we've talked in the past. Kind of like chuckles to himself. Well, I do believe my uh, reputation in the area is a... Uh, what's going to happen to it is a... Uh, no longer to the concern of any of the three people here. Your reputation is that you're a friend of the Beauforts, and that does more than you think. You're always welcome in the Abbey. So long as I'm still thought of as a friend, I'll be grateful for that. I, uh... He looks actually some like 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 uh, a little confused at Eloise um and then like shakes his head like nah good <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna before I go given the hospitality you've shown me I have to cast an invitation back. If you can uh, find your way, maybe you can make the time. I will uh, arrange carriages. But you uh, have to come visit me in my home. It's a wee bit. It's a a, a wee bit of a hike. Uh, but oh, it's a, it's only insert random number of leagues here away. I'm sure we can manage. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow near every major city on the island. But uh, in well, Inverary Castle has a uh, lovely view of Loch Fine. It'd be my honor to show it to you. It would be an honor if you would have. And I... it is deadly. That is a, a reveal of the secret I've been trying to keep forever. Saying that he lives at Inverary, he yep. is what he is one of those Campbells. Yep. Eloise uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, is like, there's a look on her face that she's like, wait, what? <laughs> um, did the Earl know, considering how long you've known him? Um, no, because he'd never talked about it, because until 
until he came back from the war, he was the spare. And so it wasn't something mm. that came up. He had all he had was his uh, commission to sell. Okay. Um, he does. Uh, the Earl has a smile on his face and like a look that's like, I, a crafty bastard. <laughs> Understood. But I will leave you to your goodbyes. I am going to prevent the good Baron from doing whatever his hothead would do, no matter how cool-headed his son is, apparently. Uh, uh, but he will nod to both of you um, and then think about it and then just like, thank you again and actually offer a bow to the Colonel. Before. Mildly awkward and then as he knows he's supposed to, give a nod. Uh, he will turn and walk away. Do you want to allow John to catch up with us, or he said he was coming? He did. Uh, I, I would actually say... have a different idea. Go ready. Uh, I think because I know which way Colonel Campbell went, John would not go that way right now. Instead, it's looking around for a bow for a girl and notices the younger and that she's holding hands with someone and that they are beaming. I don't think they're holding hands just yet. Okay. But they are side by side and grinning like idiots. He's gonna go over them. Uh, good afternoon. <clears throat> oh, uh, uh, Mr. Fielding, uh, pleasure. May I inquire as to what happened here? <clears throat> uh, it's a long story. Poor speaks, were, poor words were met with poor actions, and no one looks good on account of it. But I note you two seem to be uh, beaming. Yes, um, <clears throat> uh, Mr. John Fielding, uh, allow me to introduce to you my my betrothed, uh, Baron uh, Jasper Goodman. He looks at Mr. Goodman, and he looks at her, and then back, back again. And you see a weight lift off him, and this big smile. That is positively marvelous. Would you like me... Do, you, do we announce it now? Uh, oh, the no. shakes his hand. No, goodness, no, we should... I need to... Uh, there, there's the proper... Uh, that we, her father needs to under. So don't do it, please. Uh, I would prefer if my sister and my father were here um, to bask in the Of course, the news. of course, of, the, of course, absolutely. I'm actually looking for Eloise right now. She seems to be slipped away. I shall find her and bring her back. Please, my 
god, congratulations. Uh, thank you, Miss Fielding. Um... Indeed, indeed. Uh, my, my lord, I've shaken your hand for too long. <laughs> yes, you have a very good grip. Very good, very good indeed, sir. <laughs> he, he, he lets go and, like, puts his, a hand on his shoulder, like, isn't this exciting? And then realizes that he's still doing it and stops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, he's a... He's he's not the strongest guy. Imagine I'm like hurting. taller than him. Uh, well, not saying the same height, but he's definitely about like fifty or so, like or seventy pounds lighter than you are. He's not a big man. Okay. He's like, ah, but please let go. My shoulder, my hand, my shoulder, indeed, and indeed. my hand. He's like singing it to the like the beat of the handshake. Please, like, please, mm -hmm. ow, ow. Yeah, I let go. <laughs> I give him space. Thank you, thank you. Ow. Yeah. <sighs> If you, appreciate it. if you, when you see my sister, um, please, um, send her. Post haste. Post haste. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Enjoy the party. Oh, and perhaps avoid young Lord Fosley. Oh, don't worry. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't approach that man if he had a ransom on my head. He is not good news. Mr. Fielding, I really wouldn't do business with him. Now someone tells me. I wasn't aware that you were inquiring information. I inquired about him. Regard I inquired with your sister about him before the last part. It matters not. Ellie, I mean, <coughs> Lady Eloise, uh, uh, um, has... Keep uh, her job is to keep the peace. My job is to give you the proper information. His shoulders drop. It's like looks up at the sky, shakes his head. You know, Go they, forth. they do say that I am a, a, a spy for the Frenchman. Uh, it means that I have a very good ear. Mm. And she kind of intensely stares at him when she says that. And like smirks. Indeed. Congratulations again. Uh, please excuse me. Thank you. It's like walks five feet away, turns at them and just like does a little fist pump. <laughs> ah, yes, yeah, they did in the old days. Oh, yeah. bump. It's, it's a very Regency <laughs> fist bump. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hell yeah, dude, all over it. Um, now he goes you... looking for Eloise. Excellent. Uh, bu -bu 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 -bu. Yeah, I do believe, because uh, it ties everything together very neatly, and we like that. Uh, you would catch the, uh, you know what? Because I said it once, so I'm going to say it again. The Lord Earl <laughs> walking away um, from, uh, in the distance at least, the Colonel and Eloise. And Colonel and Eloise, you have Eloise. a brief moment. Mm -hmm. Eloise is, is actually trailing after her father. Um, I think I okay. think she came out here to be alone and caught her, and her father caught her alone with a man. So she's. She, and, and blessedly hasn't seemed to have really cared so she's like very quickly taking advantage of the fact that, that it loans some propriety if he's at least with her yeah 
I mean, uh, in his mind, it's very much like, fuck everything. I'm always going to go say thank you. It's kind of what he thought you were doing. So if that makes you feel better. That was the confused look in the, ah, uh, that's not what she's doing. She's doing the proper thing. And at least saying thank you. And it, uh, you know, it's I mean, she improperly. wasn't trying to be improper. She was just trying to find a place to go to cry. <laughs> it's just so happens that there was somebody you there. Cry. Um, I would like to spend a monologue token. Oh, no. Hell yeah. How's Eloise feeling right now? <laughs> After <laughs> everything, her name kind of being dragged through the mud. Um, some Evil. random Scottish guy uh, standing up for her uh, and her own fiance uh, not saying anything, not seeming to take a side. Let me pour you a fresh cup of tea to spill it. She'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, do a scene and give me a minute to put my thoughts together. Um. Well, the scene is John uh, arriving and talking to Eloise and her dad and then just Eloise. Enough. Okay. Um... In that case, this is before John walks up and after the colonel leaves and Eloise is following her father. I will say technically he hasn't left because he hasn't said that he left. Okay, he's getting ready to leave. Good Lord. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's just make this as complicated as possible so that BP doesn't know who's where. Um, Colonel's behind you, your father's in front of you, and John's in the very, very front of you. Um, I never expected any of this. I, I Never anticipated feeling so torn over duty. Um, I, I never, I never thought a man I've barely spoken to could hold my attention uh, and make me feel so <laughs> worthy of a kind word. I have never questioned my duty and the role I was to play in our family, I always knew it would be to marry for money or status. I never expected everything to be on my shoulders, but I never questioned the weights that were put there. And even if I didn't love him, I had no reason to question Mr. Fielding's 
intentions and opinion of me, now it's all I can do. I have no reason to doubt the Colonel in regards to what was said about me, and my fiancé was sitting right there and said nothing. Took no sides. Didn't even look offended on my behalf. It is one thing to know that you are a means to an end. It is a very different thing to have it thrown in your face. And to not be the one, not be defended by the one person who should always defend you. Doesn't matter. None of it matters. I have a duty. The role I have to play. And I will do so. I'll save my family. And I'll um, be the perfect wife so that they never have a reason to see any shame come on them from today. After today. Only, only wish and it's about that point in the monologue that she sort of glances back over her shoulder at the colonel as she's walking away no oh go ahead who is riding away into the summer distance No. No point in wishing. Accomplishes nothing. And she spots John as she turns back, straightens her shoulders, and puts a a serene smile on her face that doesn't quite reach her her eyes and monologue well said okay um is hurrying down the slope towards the barn and you say that again you are a robot like the first three words of that oh Mr. Fielding is hurrying down the slope towards the barn. Yeah, it's it's all just like a big ice field. It's not that far away. But yeah, you managed to. Um, I think the uh, load Beaufort um, No, I don't think you crossed paths taking a different route to get over there. 
so he went one way and she went another. He may have wandered. She's towards literally him. following him. I, I, <laughs> I said that like say, three times. I was gonna say maybe you wandered off a little bit to the left to give you a time to move. Nope. But all right, fine. Okay, you're directly following your father. Okay. The last time oh. she tried to be alone, she ended up alone with a man, which was not what she wanted. So <laughs> she's not taking a <laughs> risk again. Um. Okay. So never mind. You run up to the two of them. <laughs> cool. Ah. Uh, Lord Beaufort, Lady Eloise, uh, I come bearing wonderful news. I think we should. He gives you uh, a rather steel-eyed expression. One that I don't. You, he's a genuinely. He's a relatively warm person usually. Um. Yes. Mm-hmm. What news do you bring, Mister Fielding? I hardly feel it is mine to share, but I encourage us all to proceed with haste to the side of Lady Catherine. Uh, his eyes light up with understanding. Um, uh, and he turns and smiles at you, Eloise, like, some good will come of this day. You'll see. Come with me. Oh, um, and he'll walk a like a, a bit quicker, uh, mm-hmm. kind of walking past you, John. And as we head back, I want to Brian fall back with Eloise for a, a moment of privacy. Absolutely. Oh. A day indeed. Yes, day. I wish you to know that I have ended my any potential of business dealings with Mr. Fosley. But I believe we may be planning a a second wonderful occasion quite soon. Surely we are excited. Forgive me, I was hardly subtle. The news of your sisters. Ah, of course I am quite happy for her. Indeed. You hardly seem it. Sorry, it's um, heat of the day has made me a bit tired, is all. Hmm. Very well. It seems we shall continue in this fashion. And what fashion might that be, sir? The fashion where we are not honest with one another. Uh, You sense that his temper is not regarding you, but just in general. He's less guarded than he usually is. Like that's the thing he wouldn't ordinarily say. You believe I have not been honest with you? Um, I accuse you of no dishonor nor dishonesty per se. 
And indeed, we should not think of such conversation, not such a joyous moment. Because the joyous moment did not stop you from broaching the subject, did it? No. I'm afraid. Never mind. She'll just lapse into silence. She's not gonna. The second he says never mind and makes it clear that he intends to end the sub, like end the conversation, she will. She just goes quiet. All right. I think there's a now a mutual like I'm smiling because it's proper. I'm here because I have to. He is as good a liar today as he usually is. Okay. Uh, as you both reach the party, um, uh, Catherine, you have. It's one of those like, where the fuck is everyone? I need to tell them. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been around for like like maybe 10 minutes before you finally see your father um, uh, come around one of the sides of the house. Uh, he does have a very cold look on his face, but upon looking up and seeing you, it changes to that um, uh, brilliantly warm smile that he always wears when he sees you. Uh, even bigger, if anything. Um as he walks over to you, uh, but then realizes that what he's supposed to be doing. Uh, he like straightens out his coat and <clears throat> like studies himself and like walks over with a more like serious parental dad face. Uh, uh, and then you see uh, John and Eloise probably behind him. Uh, and he uh, approached the both of you. Um, and uh, and Jasper wasn't really paying attention. Um, he's been talking with Daniel, who's been uh, kind of chatting him up, like, no, 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 you did fine. You did everything you needed to. It's fine. It's okay. You did great. Like, finally kind of getting done with him. <laughs> uh, before Jasper turns and sees your father, um, who is, like, a little bit taller than him, uh, just slightly, like, looking down at him. He's like, oh, uh, Lord Beaufort. Pleasure. He seems to shrink slightly. It's, 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 uh, Beaufort, darling. Uh, uh, Baron. Lord, uh, <laughs> Listen, out of character, I'm gonna get this fixed up all the time. I'm so sorry for everyone. Out of character, me. Lord isn't incorrect. Lord is a, is a, is a uh, common word used for uh, most ranks. Earl is when you're being overly formal. Oh, DJ Grandmaster Flash Beaufort. <laughs> um, uh, look, see, DJ, right, right. <laughs> DJ William on them. Uh, but you're right. Sorry. Uh, it's like God that I got the uh, Lord uh, Beaufort. Um, I have uh. 
はい。I would like to ask for permission to marry your daughter. I, I have、uh, proposed and she has said yes. Um. Sir.、Uh, Goodness, looking down at his feet. He's like clearly overwhelmed in the moment.、Um, and she's just going to, to lean in and whisper, and whisper, heads up, shoulders back. I respect、um, you more as a man if you show your true intentions. He's like, sorry, sir. I, um, uh, he will do as you say. Like, so I look, and I look him in the eyes. It's like, sorry, I just. I am overwhelmed. I feel I've never felt as lucky and as happy and as blessed as I do now, just standing beside your daughter as I am. And when she said yes, it felt like everything I wanted just happened all at once. And I um, humbly apologize for how unculturally inaccurate this is not the way I wanted to do this, but it's all that I have because I'm just absolutely smitten with her. And I will do everything in my power. As the next head of the Goodman family, to see that she has the happiest life anyone has ever had. Well, <laughs> Buffer like, takes a step back. Jasper, when I first met you, you were taking well, more than her, her aunt's dogs, I'm going to admit. <laughs> It like, looks like,、uh, what? Like, but I see before me a man who is. Really in love, and I don't get to see that very often. I doubt many a Kia Quad ever do. So I say yes, of course. You may. <laughs> He starts to lean down, but then remembers it like, nope, keep it straight. Thank you, sir. Yes,、um, Catherine. She'll just give a very proper, obviously trained curtsy.、Um, thank you. Oh, oh my goodness. Here,、uh, Bao. Thank you so much. Thank you. Head <laughs> up straight, lad. I know. If I may. In the face of all this glee, this happy couple beaming over,、uh, just overwhelmed with their joy, I would like to spend my monologue token to、uh, ask Mr. Fielding what's going on in his heart. <laughs> Surprisingly cold in its own way. Yeah.、Uh, John, will you give us a monologue, please? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. John has、uh, stepped back a little bit, having completed the duty promised and brought the family together to talk. And now he is deeply sad. You are a fortunate young man. I see a joy in her eyes and in hers that, that I do not understand. 
you have been blessed with good fortune. And you have done what you desired. And now you're happy for it. Luta, you are completely breaking up. And now you shall be happy for it. Okay. I... I cannot but acknowledge some correctness in the Colonel's accusations. I am doing a disservice to myself, to my betrothed, even in a service to her family and my own. Perhaps he does love her. Perhaps he loves her more than me. cannot say. To be truth, I thought I knew the man well, and now I cannot say at all what his intention might have been. I simply wish we could be straight, honest with one another. Eloise is a statue. The most beautiful I have ever beheld, but I have no idea what is within. All that she wishes not, let me see it. And I, in turn, will be as kind and gracious as I can and make the upholding of our duties as painless as possible. But oh, I envy you, young man. I envy your happiness. And I hold now only the hope that that envy does not poison our future relationship. Damn whatever thing, whatever divine put me in this world in such a way. For I will never be you. Damn him. End monologue. Well said. I will say we have about 15 minutes and one more monologue token that needs to be spent. Indeed. Uh, Lady Catherine, I believe. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? <laughs> Springtime has always been dull. It's too warm stay inside and get lost in books all day, but it's too cold to be able to fully enjoy the grounds. But today, day is a warm summer's day taking place in the incorrect month. I can hear birds chirping for the first time in months. I can see flowers truly blooming. 
and things finally make sense. Ever since William died, I've had to hide my pain and write it into journals that'll never get published, letters that might be burnt in the fireplace and keep it in my heart. But today, despite all of the mishaps and the slip-ups, today is summer. It's warm. And there's a light enough breeze. And the only thing that'll make it any better is when the rain comes. I quite like the rain. It frees you for just a moment. It allows you to blur with the background and cry if you need to. It's refreshing. It's cool. Jasper, my dearest friend, my only real confidant, the man who understands me the most, more than my family, more than people who are supposed to get me climbed up the social ladder. Soon, him and I will be wed with the blessing of God and the blessing of, our, of my father. And hopefully, the blessing of my aunt and my sister. Because they matter to me just as much. I see the pain in her eyes, you know. She thinks that she's good at hiding it, but... It's a sister's intuition. I'm so sorry, Kat. I'm so sorry, Eloise. I'm so sorry that I couldn't do more. You're a good woman. You don't deserve to be put in the predicaments that you have been. And while I'm sure that Mr. Fielding is a successful man... And soon I will be calling him a brother-in-law. I quite wonder what would happen if you could be free from the shackles that is this engagement. Who would you go after? Who would you choose to love? Your happiness has always been a priority of mine. And it will until the day that I draw my last breath. I hope that William, our brother, looks down and is able to 
grant you the strength that you need to live the rest of your days and to be as happy as you can possibly be. I hope one day you get your summer rain, Eloise. Because mine is coming. And I can't help but feel selfish for basking in it. But he is my summer rain. And I am one of the lucky ones. I cannot deny that. And Marmalog. Well said. <clears throat> so at this current moment in time, um, there's still... All of this happened in a very short amount of time, actually. Uh, <laughs> um, there is still some party to go. Um, and as it occurs, um, uh, the announcement is made because it's a beautiful thing. And uh, with the permission of uh, Mr. Graham. Uh, it is made to lighten the dark air that fell over the party for a while ago. Not that anyone forgets what occurred. Despite Richard Fosley still smiling and making apologies for causing a scene that, again, he isn't fully sure what occurred there. Um, before we wrap up, are there any small scenes that anyone would like to have with somebody else while this party is still occurring? I'm good. John has fallen into a proud older brother kind of position. Hanging out with Eloise and just being like, yeah, congratulations for them to anyone who talks to him. Do uh, I think Eloise is just hanging out with her sister, um, smiling and, and being clearly happy for her. Um, Catherine is going to wrap an arm around Eloise, um, both as a means to, uh, as sort of like a sisterly formality, but there is a sort of like tightness um in Catherine's arm that is signifies that Eloise has her and Catherine won't leave her side until she's told not to uh be there anymore um and every now and again, uh, even throughout the celebrations, and unless she has to break away for formalities, she just looks at her sister 
and every time they make eye contact, it's one of pure just love. Um, and if you are in that position, uh, Mr. Fielding, you will notice that, uh, Daniel, ever just the guardian angel of both of these sisters, is never far away and continuing to make conversation with you, Eloise, Catherine, and Jasper. Um, I will treat him well. I might even apologize for being brusque at the flower ball. Mm. And I think you will note that he's treating you the most formally out of everyone. Uh, as we are going to a few minutes, but before we finally, finally wrap up, um, book yes may I spend the only monologue token I'm actually going to give myself not on the horse but for a brief monologue from you before we wrap up final thoughts from the colonel as he's riding away into the afternoon As the colonel gets further away from the party, he uh, he pauses on his horse, takes a deep breath. People say they come out to the country for fresh air. Sometimes I still swear I can smell London from here all Ricky and all that. But I'm not a man to uh, wail and cry over the battle lost. We got ourselves up. I move on. The Earl's gracious invitation notwithstanding. I expect it's probably time to uh, gather my things and head back north. There is, he says, they glance back towards the Grand Estate. Nothing left for me here, is there? And monologue, and he rides on. Very well. And with that last monologue, and as the uh, sun kind of goes into the halfway afternoon point as the party quietly rounds down because it will get cold very soon. We're going to wrap up the session here. <laughs>